Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. I am Quincy W. Moran, a.k.a. the Q-Dog, and I'm in the studio with Coach Rita. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, stand by for the unveiling of Coach Rita. That was awesome. Uh, now. That was really good. Also in the studio, we have our producer, Ashley. Ashley. <sighs> Ashley. Look you. And the crowd goes I wild. really appreciate you. <laughs> if you don't know, look, if you don't know Ashley already, one day you will know her because she is one of the most creative people I know. Matter of fact, she's not just a creative. She puts action to creation. Yes. And she creates these incredible cosplay um, I, do you call them costumes? They're so sophisticated though. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. How is Marvel not calling you already? Hey, you listening, you work Marvel. for Marvel. Get in touch with me. Okay. Anyway, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the crap we want to do. <laughs> anyway, uh, my lovely wife is back in the studio with us and, uh, we just want to take what we thought was, was good is to kind of hit the pause button on rewriting the script. Because Coach Rita, it is, I mean, we could just do an entire podcast on rewriting the script. And a lot of people do because it's about self-development. Right. But what I, to me, it's like we need to pause here and move on to another level that will just enhance someone's ability to rewrite their script. Because right. Because it's all about understanding what language your spouse speaks. So to me, um, if you... One thing we encourage you to do in the last episode was to go back to the beginning of rewriting the script and listen again. Get your journal out. Listen again. Start to write down some of these points that are going to help you kind of build your strategy to rewriting who you are. It starts with you. We've said that from the beginning. The whole catalyst on episode 000 is how I had to take responsibility for who I was, where I was, and how I was acting. So it always starts with you. And, and it's not until you kind of get yourself in line can you try to go back or go to your spouse to rewrite the script of your marriage. Um, so that's important. Go back and listen. Please do yourself a favor, bro. Go back and listen. And, and really just capitalize on all the nuggets we put out there. Glean or grab or really learn from, you know, how far Jeannie and I put ourselves out there and, and rewriting the script and becoming a soft place to land. I'm going to tell you, if you don't have this in your marriage yet, it is so fulfilling. It is such an amazing place to be where the safest place you can be is being vulnerable to your spouse because you know in no way, shape, or form are they going to take advantage of that. Right. And that is important. That That is so important to strengthen and like redefine that connection point in your marriage. And I got to say, I mean, I love my wife, but on top of that, I have moved from a sense of deep love to adoring her. And there's a difference there. There's a difference there, but it only comes from you choosing to redefine what it looks like and redefine what that what direction that path is going to take. So if you want to go from loving to adoring your wife, 
go back and listen and really get those steps down or really just try to capitalize. Listen again for some strategies that you can use. If you don't, well, that's kind of crappy, <laughs> but don't worry. You'll get there, dude. You'll get there. That's the beauty of it. You're going to get there. So coach Rita, did you have anything to add to that? The only thing I want to say, it's like a layering process. Like if you, you would go back and do listen to, um, rewriting the script. I think as you listen to the episodes and you go from one to another, there's a layering that takes place and it's, it's giving you like what you said, it's, it's giving you guys tools to apply. It is getting a journal, listening to it, see what it is that speaks to you because different things are going to mean different things to, to, um, our listeners. Mm -hmm. We want to speak to you individually. What is it that thing that's speaking to you in a certain episode? And then you focus on that and, and you, you study it out. You, um, meditate on that and see how that can fulfill itself within your own life. So it is just, it's just a nut, it's just a layering process. Like the last episode that we did was creating a soft place to land. Well, in order to create that there, there's a connection, there's an intimacy of what we talked about, but there's also this other wonderful tool that I want to give everybody. And that's what we have discussed here and there in, 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 um, every episode I thought we had like mentioned love languages. Yeah. And, um, this I think is something that you add to that creating a soft place to land, because if you're not speaking your spouse's language, like you're speaking a foreign language to them, they're yeah. they They can't even understand what it is that you're speaking to them. And I think this is a great tool. Um, I don't want to assume that everybody knows about the five love languages because you and I and people around this table um, know this this book, know the history behind it. I don't want to assume that. So I'm I'm going at it as though this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, please and do I, it. I think it's a game changer. It is. It's it's totally a game changer. And the thing is, is like we we kind of always come back to this, and we hear this on you know, uh, random episodes of other podcasts that we listen to, but there are 7 billion people on the planet. Okay. 7 billion. And there's a good chance that the love language, um, process book test, whatever it is, that it probably hasn't reached all 7 billion people to this point, you know? And so I, you know, just like the first time you told myself and Jeannie about it, um, just explain it there, you know, just from that point of being brand new. And I want to, I want to make this, uh, I want to make this point before you get into it. This, remember the name of this show, it's called man versus marriage. It's not man versus wife. Okay. (laughs) So understand that if you've ever been on a team or played organized sports, the goal is to build yourself and your teammates up. It's all about team to win. Mm -hmm. Okay to win it's not you're not competing against your fellow teammate right um per se there are areas of competition that come within a team but this is man versus marriage so this is you being able to develop yourself into the best version of who you are and learning to speak your wife's language 
is invaluable. If you've ever spoken to somebody that doesn't speak your language, but you know just a couple of words in that language, you can completely and totally misinterpret right. everything that person's trying to say. And it's so frustrating. It is. It is. I. It just happened to me the other day with somebody coming in to rent uh, a piece of equipment. But I'll give you this example. I, you know, I pride myself in being able to copycat languages. You know, <laughs> I don't really know what I'm saying, but I feel like linguistically I can sound enough like that language for them to understand it. And I was talking to this guy I worked with one time who his first language is Spanish. I said, Ricardo, why is it that when I speak Spanish, you don't understand me? I don't get it. You know, and he's like, well, why don't you understand me when I speak English? And I said, touche, buddy. Very, very good point. That's the five love, love languages right there. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Because you think you're speaking mm -hmm. a language that they understand, and chances are you are absolutely wrong. Yep. So please, open your mind and, and take my, if, if you take nobody else's word for this, take <laughs> my word for this, that this is game changer status when it comes to your relationship. Matter of fact, not just for your marriage, but you'll, once you start to learn and put this into practice in your own life, and it's, you start to learn this in your marriage, you'll actually, if you have children, you'll start to see this. Yes evident in your children and you'll learn how to better speak their language yeah. and at work if you have a career you'll start to see oh this person really seems like they respond to love language number two now what i can do is start to speak their language right and you'll so what you'll do is really enrich your relationships and you'll be able to speak the language and you won't be so frustrated when you're saying hey rico why don't you understand me when I speak <laughs> Spanish? Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Good. Yes. All right. So Coach Rita. So we'll take it from the top here. Take and, it from the top. And like I said, you know, I just don't want to assume that everybody has heard of the five love languages. And this is a book that um, Gary Chapman is the author. And like I said, it is a very popular book. If you're interested, there's so much information that he puts out on um, the internet. You know, you could just go to www.5lovelanguages.com. You could go on there. You can take the survey, the quiz, the test, whatever you want to call it. And I believe it's like 36 questions, maybe just under 40 questions that is asked. And it will produce... Um, what it is that your language, your love language is. Um, this stuff that I'm sharing with you, it's not my stuff. It's, it's Gary Chapman's, but I have found in coaching marriages, this I think is very, very helpful. It's something that you definitely want to have in your toolbox. Um, a quote that Gary Chapman has said about this book, it's the love language or these love languages describe the way we feel loved and appreciated. So that's basically what it boils down to is how it is that you feel loved and how it is that you feel appreciated is in these love languages and everybody has a different language. 
Um, we all we all have these languages that we want to communicate and we put things out there and if we're not aware of what it is that our spouse is putting out there we could we could read the language wrong so when we're confused we're frustrated like i don't understand my wife she doesn't love me she doesn't appreciate me this is a great tool for you to dive yourself in and take everything for what it's worth so like he said, the love language is it communicates, I love you. And who doesn't want to have that communicated to them? Right. Man or woman, it doesn't matter. Right. You want to be able to have someone to communicate to you that the action that they are putting forth is communicating like they get me, like they love me. I mean, uh, everybody dude, wants that. Everybody so wants nice. to be God is what I say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a nice feeling. It is. It's, it's an just, overwhelming feeling to say, oh, you really freaking get me. Yeah, it's like, you wow. Me. It, like, it, you it, totally understand where I'm coming from. And, and I, I would say, Coach Rita, just to butt in here real go quick. Go right ahead. Um, I think here's where I was before I understood what the love languages were. I was already operating in the love languages. We all do. Yeah. And what I did was because it was important to me, naturally, I just knew it was important to my wife. <laughs> so I was doing for her what was important to me mm -hmm. thinking that, Hey, I feel this way. So it's gotta be important to her. Right. So here you go. And, and it, you know, you'll get into it here, but it was like, this was a girl who's, uh, whose thing was based on the way she grew up is words, you know, talk is cheap. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was the, it was the most valuable currency that there was. And that's what you were giving her because that's what it is. You, your language is words of affirmation. So you act out, you communicate our own language right. and thinking that that's what it is that our spouse needs, but it's really what you need. So if you're tuned into your spouse and you come home and you have these gifts or whatever, and you're bringing these things to your spouse. Like he likes to bring gifts. It's really their language, not so much your spouse's language. Right. They'll reveal it to you. Same with your kids. You're so let's get into it because yeah. we're, I'm talking like you all know what I'm talking right. about. And probably none of My you. Fault. I, I derailed the whole thing, <laughs> So, but thank you for letting me butt in. Cause I just wanted people to know how I was operating. Right. And we do, I mean, it, that is true. I was going to talk about that. Um, but in no order, like there's no certain order. I'm just, there's five of them. Words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, access service, physical touch. And we'll go over each one of these and kind of define them a little bit. But like I said, the best information that you could do is you and your spouse could go on the computer as soon as this episode is done, log on to five love languages and a quiz, test, survey, whatever, I don't know what they call it, will come up and you answer these questions. How are you most likely to respond to this? And it's super easy. Don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze it. Right. Go with your first gut feeling. This is how I would respond. And at the end, they will give you a primary and then a secondary um, love language for you. Yes. If you want to, 
if you want to. I'll just I'll give you this opportunity because Tony Robbins does this. He'll say, pause the tape. We don't have tapes anymore. <laughs> but you could actually pause this. Um, you could pause this podcast right now. You could zip on over on your smartphone mm-hmm. to uh, the five lovelanguages.com, whatever it was that Coach Rita gave that I did not listen to like I should have. And then you can just answer it real quick. And then you'll have them. Right. So what she's about to tell you, you can kind of, you'll have a, a better understanding and your ears will per- perk up when you hear these things. Otherwise, if you're driving, don't do it. Okay. <laughs> if you're driving, don't do it. But I just thought since we got these smartphones, maybe they could just pause it now. It takes no time. It doesn't. You it's just really quick. Kick them out. It'll email it to you. And then you'll have it for this episode. And I am not going to interrupt you again. <laughs> it's okay. Coach Rita, go. And I just, I just think it's important to know what language your spouse is speaking. Oh, yes. What, what is that thing that's going to affirm them, show appreciation, and show that you love them? And the first one, like I said, is words of affirmation, and that means words that build up your partner. It's verbal compliments. It means a lot to this person to to leave notes, to leave messages, voicemail. Um, just words of kindness and appreciation or you look great or, you know, it's, it's, it's the words that build that person up. So you have to look at it. If words of affirmation is something that builds your partner, the negative aspect you have to understand too, is because if you're insulting, if you say things that are hurtful, um, so true. if you put, if you say words that are demeaning because words mean so much to this person, it's, it's what builds them up. So it does have a, when you have a person that words of affirmation is their love language and you do a negative, um, spin to that, to put them down or whatever, it's going to take them a little bit longer to forgive because that, it just means so much to them. So there is a positive part of this, but there's also this negative part that you need to be aware of too, because what builds up also tears down. Right. So you have to understand that in, in learning these love languages, because you could think, oh my gosh, my husband is huge on words of affirmation. And when I'm being a smart ass, sarcastic, call it whatever you want, being negative, being just like, you know, just coming at that approach, it means so much more to that person who has that love language of words of affirmation versus somebody who has quality time. Yeah. You're not speaking their language that kind of like, yeah, they'll just kind of like go along with you. So you have to take that in consideration when you're, when you're, um, just learning this and understanding these love languages. Quality time is the next one. It's your undivided attention, your full attention. You're focused on them. You give them time. You do things wholeheartedly. You're talking. You're looking into their eyes. Um, A central aspect of quality time is togetherness. It's focused attention. Like people think quality time, and I know you ran into this, Quincy. People think quality time is let's go to the movies and watch a movie. That is not quality time for a quality time person. But okay, you learned your lesson. (laughs) Quality conversations, meaning it's an experience, it's thoughts, it's feelings, it's a desire um, in friendliness. It's 
it's very intimate. It's understanding your thoughts, your feelings, and your desires. They don't want advice. They just need to know that you are, that you are understanding them. Um, they're, because they're wanting that intimacy. They're wanting to feel close. They, they want you to reveal you to you and them to them. Um, quality, quality, um, activities, the experience, sometimes that togetherness, these create memory banks. It creates memory love for them. This, everything is about this memory that they're going to create in this quality time. Mm -hmm. The negative aspect of the quality time is someone being distracted. If you're postponing things, um, if you made a date and you have to cancel, if you're postponing it and recancel or rescheduling, um, and the most hurtful thing for a person with quality time is the failure to listen to them. That is that it's like words of affirmation. It's like putting somebody down or being sarcastic or, you know, there, there is a negative aspect to these and pretty much you could start seeing, okay, now I can see I've been talking the wrong language. That's right. um, so that can be very hurtful to someone who has a quality time, um, um, love languages is that you're not listening to them. The next one is receiving gifts. Um, gifts are a visual symbol of love for someone who has that love language. It expresses love. It expresses, I'm thinking of you or I'm remembering you. And what you have to think of with, with receiving gifts, it's not the cost of the gift or the grandeur of the gift. It's, it's the importance of the gift. Like you found something for me, like you made it personable to that person. Like, right. um, it just means the world to them. Like if you could see this little trinket that probably costs you nothing, but you give it to somebody who has that love language of receiving gifts, like you would just think like you conquered the world for them. Mm -hmm. And it's just the thought. It's just the thought that you're thinking of them. And this is a symbol that I was, um, it, this is the easiest love language to learn. I think it is. Um, let me see. You know, I I I, I want to butt in because I said I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> the whole receiving gifts. I don't know what my hangup is on that. I do not like to receive gifts. Really? I don't like it. Um, I'm thankful for it, but I do not Why? like it because I, and I don't know what this is about, but I don't want to fail you. In my reaction, I don't want to disappoint you in how I react to the gift that you've given me. Really? Yeah. It's, That's it's, interesting. It's weird because I, I can never, A, think of what I want. I don't know what I want that I would rather think about what you want. Did you get gifts as a little kid? Yeah, we, we did. I mean. Other than birthdays. No. Not really. I mean, there was really just, no, it wasn't there. Um, I don't know what it is. I just, if you get me something, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I thought of this and it's just for you. Like you're saying, right? I, it's like, oh man, this is a lot of pressure. 
if I don't like this enough or I don't react a certain way, it's really going to disappoint you. And I don't like to be put in that position. I don't like it. So I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to open my presence really? in front of people. Um, cause I don't, that's I, really I, interesting. It, it's really weird. I think it's really low on my list. Not, I love to buy you presents, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's just something. So if I came with you only because I know you, um, and you, you do have to know that person, like, okay, that's not high on your totem pole, but yet if I was to get you a gift, I would think if I would get an Alabama signed Jersey, you know what I mean? Or like an Alabama um, yeah. if, oh, what is his name? The coach's name, Nick Saban. Yes. If he signed something for you, oh my gosh, like you would come unglued. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would. You know what I mean? So you just have to know the person. Yeah. Maybe that's, but that's an interesting, it's an interesting yeah. piece of me that I wanted to throw out there. I know we're going to get deeper into yes. these gifts. I'm really like going really fast yeah. and yeah. going just like giving an introduction pretty much of, of, um, you know what I might have opened myself you know. up to is the audience sending me gifts. Yes. Oh, no. Anything Alabama he will like. Yes, Alabama roll tide. Yes. And he is a huge um, Dodger fan, right? I, I do love the Dodgers, yes. the Kings, the Raiders, but yep. nothing, nothing competes with Alabama. Yeah, Alabama anything you could send him. So I just wanted to make this before I get into like the negative aspect of receiving gifts is um, the physical presence in the time of crisis is the most powerful gift that you can give. Your physical presence in someone's life during something that's happening in their life as, as they see as a crisis mm-hmm. is the most powerful gift that you can give. So just showing up and being present in someone's life is beyond that's gift giving. That's mm-hmm. just just because they're receiving you as you, and you're there in this moment that they're having, is priceless to them. Because it's because wow. it is giving of the of yourself. Wow, that's that's interesting. Because I mean, to me, just knowing that somebody's willing to, even if they can't, because everybody does that. Receiving gifts, it's like they think um, tangible, something tangible, something that they can see, something that they can hold. Where if you're presenting yourself and I'm that gift to you at this time of crisis that I'm mm. going to be there for you, mm-hmm. that's a huge gift. Wow. That's it's not a tangible thing or, or a, um, like a trinket or, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's I'm giving of myself to you and they see that as a gift. That's a big deal. That's really, I thought so too. That's really a unique thing that it goes beyond yeah. what we think of something I'm going to go out and buy you. Yeah. Cause well, you, cause you can't buy that. If that makes any sense. So if you would priceless. think it's just, yeah. it's a gift that you cannot put a price on, but no. it has extreme value to that person. Huh. Yes. So a negative, that. the negative spin obviously would be a miss birthday, an anniversary. Um, just being thoughtless, a gift that like means, like, did you really think about me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you think about that. Um, and so would the absence of an everyday gesture 
to them, right? It's the presence. It's, it's your presence being a gift to them. So acts of service is express your love by doing things for your spouse. It could be cooking, washing dishes, vacuuming, cleaning the bathroom, taking out the garbage, washing windows, changing diapers, mowing the lawn, raking leaves, walking the dog, the cat, changing the litter box requires thought, planning, time, effort, and energy when you get into acts of service. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see. You, you could you could make a list of things that you would like to be have done for you um, you you wouldn't want to stereotype it and say well men would only like this and women would only like that you can't you yeah. can't stereotype it when you're coming into the acts of service because everybody everybody um, would would have their thing of, of what it is that they would want someone to do for them. And that's what I, that's kind of where it's so important. Like you've got all five out on the table now, right? Mm-hmm. No, not yet. Okay. I have one more. One more. Go ahead. Physical touch. Oh yeah. yeah so let me just give you that? um an example, like for acts of service is, is a good question to say is what can I do to help you this evening? Yes. It's, it's putting those things out there. Um, the negative aspect to it is laziness, broken commitments, um, making more work for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Telling um, those with this love language their feelings don't matter. Because we would look at like washing the car like really? Like that's what you want me to do? But that speaks volumes to someone right. who who has acts of service. And when we don't understand that, because to me it would be like, yeah, what's the big deal? Like drive your car through the, you know, because I'm not one of acts of service. Um, so it's just, it's interesting when you start speaking to people, how they understand this when you're speaking their language. So the last one is physical touch. It's holding hands, hugging, kissing, it, uh, sexual intercourse. Um, it's rubbing their back. It's sitting by them on the couch when you're watching TV. It's patting them. It's that physical touch that they need. Um, and the negative aspect of this is withholding touch because they would feel in love that you're withholding you, you touching them, expressing your love to them. So that's the five love languages. Um, and like I said, that that I went over really, really fast just to kind of give you guys an introduction yeah. of what we're going to be spending some time talking about and really diving into what these all mean and, and what they really look like. And you, Quincy, being the guinea pig of of where you where you were and and where you are now, understanding yourself a little bit better, how that played huge in your guys's marriage mm-hmm. um once you did understand that so i think this is just a great foundation starting point just to introduce this to you listeners um hopefully by the next time that we um have the episode up you'll already know what you are so this will make so much more sense to you yeah. when we're going through it a little bit more diving deeper into it and one thing that's exciting for uh, the next episode is I want to take 
my love languages that I that that the ranking they were when we started mm-hmm. are marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. And I just took the test again the other day and I surprised myself. Oh. It really surprises me because things have changed. So what I'd like to do is is put that out on the table to say, here's who I was in current day experience, mm-hmm. five, six years later. Here's who I am now. Right. And just let you have some fun with that. Right. Because um, it's interesting who, if you're intentional, who you become. Right. Um, so I'm excited to do that. Um, and I think. Uh, I think that was a good introduction. I think a so good, too. A good, a good starting point to go into this next um, this next couple of episodes that we can you know, have the listener come along with us on this journey. Yeah. And I'm glad we decided to take this approach because mm-hmm. I think we, we, we were going to go another direction with it, but this is the perfect episode to introduce people. Yes. Um, I mean, I've, I've been, I haven't studied them in depth, but you, you blew my mind on a couple of, you know, of the love languages when you just kind of explained what they were, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the gift giving, I, I was like that, open me up to say, Ooh, I want to know if this is a love language for somebody. Right. Now I know that just, I, I want to be that expression that humanity needs in the moment. Right. And that, right. that really will help do that. So these are just, you know, something just to think about and, and to leave you guys with, um, what is your primary love language? What makes you feel most loved by your spouse? What do you desire above all else? Um, what does your spouse do or say or fail to do or say that hurts you deeply? These are just other ways that you could figure out your love language. Um, what have I most often requested of my spouse? That's how you learn about you, mm-hmm. of what your, what your love language is. Another way to discover your primary love language is to examine what you do or say to express love to your spouse. Chances are what you are doing for her or him is what you wish he or she would do for you. Um, Keep in mind, when action doesn't come naturally to you, it's a greater expression of love. Yeah, that is such a... Because when it takes me... Because words of affirmation are huge for my husband. So when it takes me a thought to really think about what it is that I'm about to say, I think it means more to him because I put thought and love into what it is of words of affirmation than just throwing something out there. Yeah. Because it it's not doesn't come naturally to me. So it's something that I have to work on. And I think that's a huge, huge thing that you could show your spouse that I'm working on this to show you that I truly do love you. Yep. That, uh, that is very nicely said and nicely done, Coach Rita. It is a fantastic introduction to uh, what the love languages are. And I, I really look forward to the next episode. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, I love throwing myself out there, even if it's... Uh, even if it's a kind of scary, the unknown, and maybe I'll learn something new about myself through the exercise that we'll do. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. It'll help our listeners, and I'm just excited about the upgrade it's going to be to your relationship. Yes. So, um, excellent job. Nicely done, team. Um, 
So with that, we want to make sure that you reach out to us. Let us know what your love languages are. You can email coach at man versus marriage podcast.com. That's coach at man vs marriage podcast.com and connect with us on Facebook. Come on down to the Facebook. It is facebook.com slash MVSM podcast. And with that, that's all she wrote. We're gone now. We're still there, but we're leaving. No, wait, I'm back. No, we're done. Oh my God. We're finished. It's over. She turned you off. <laughs> Goodbye now. <laughs> we're still here. Are you still listening? Thank you. We're out, guys. Good night now.